Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard, and we thank you for joining us today as we go into Journeys in Grace and studying the Word of God. And today, I'm going to give you a couple of ways to reach us. First, by mail at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Or you can email us at PastorEric523 at gmail.com. Again, that's PastorEric523 at gmail.com. And today we're going to continue our studies in the book of Ephesians, which um, I believe, and, I, and, and as you begin to read it yourselves and study it, you'll see it's the book of promises. For God has laid out what he's already done for us. And my goal in, in, in uh, teaching and sharing the word of God is with you. And as we go along this walk, uh, this, uh, and, and as we're titled this, the journey is in grace, that in grace, God takes us, he wants us to go from level to level, from faith to faith. And so that we would mature and that the words that we take, they are practical to you. And what I mean by practical is that the words that uh, are uh, that we preach on or we speak on or that we teach on, you can take them and you know how to apply them to your life. For else, else to you, it's just empty speech. It's just, uh, as uh, my seniors would say, they're like a... Um, uh, like a like a wagon, like an empty wagon, making a lot of noise, but carrying nothing. The scripture says it, uh, it describes people who are empty or who have no um, anointing or favor or blessings or uh, word to give. They're like clouds without water. And I know we've all seen clouds that hung low and the wind blew and the temperature changed. And you just know in a, in a drought or in a dry season, when that uh, those clouds come, you say, surely this will bring much rain. But in, a, in just a little while, when the night passes, when the day comes and you look out and the grass is still dry, the street is still dry, the, uh, the plants are still not watered. So that cloud, although it appeared to be full of blessing and be, and be full of that, and it, uh, of that which would help the, the, uh, uh, the, the ponds to be filled, lakes to be filled, reservoirs to be filled, it, it was empty. But the word of God has everything that we'll ever need. Because the word of God is God. And as we read in the book of John, St. John, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word, and the word was God. It was Jesus Christ in the flesh. That's what the word of God is. And God was in Christ. He was in him. That's who God, when God desired to manifest himself to us, he showed us himself in Jesus. That's why Jesus says, I and my father are one. One mind, one thought, one purpose. Jesus said, my purpose is to do the will of the Father. And that's my desire, is to do God's will and to make myself available. And I believe that's what God wants all of us. Uh, beyond all the other things that we could do, you know, yes, it's good to feed the poor. And yes, it's good to be a witness, and, and to witness rather. And yes, it's good to uh, do all the things that we do, whether it's serving in the church or ministering or uh, caring for the sick or caring for loved ones or just going out and being a, a, a comfort to someone who's, who's hurting in their heart or who are, are, are facing a big disappointment or who may be going through a sickness. All of these things are good. But I believe the most important thing God wants us to do is to be Christ to that person. At that we manifest Jesus to that person. Because God is a good God. My father, your father, if you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, he's your, he is your Savior. And he's brought us in connection with the Father. 
Scripture says in, in Romans 3, it says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. It's God's goodness. And that's what I believe is that the Father designed the church and what the church is. And it's up to her to accept, up to us as each and every, as, an, uh, as individuals, to accept that that is our mission. That we will be Christ to the world. In other words, I'm going to show Christ. I'm going to let Jesus be seen in me. In times of hardship, in times of disappointment, in times of persecution, I'm going to let Jesus be seen in me. Let his grace ooze out of me and let it get on somebody. Let them see the love of God. That where, they're, where they expect the retaliation, where they expect harsh words, where they expect uh, condemnation, we envelop them with the love of God. Where we physically hug them or hug them with loving speech or loving kindness, we do this. And when we do this, we show Christ and we bring glory to God. So th today we're going to start out again in the book of uh, Ephesians 1 and 8. We're going to uh, cover a couple of verses here because Ephesians is Ephesians 1 is our base scripture. And as we start today in Ephesians 1 and 8, we're going to go there and then to 9 and then we're going to proceed. So Ephesians, first uh, chapter 8 verse where it says, Wherein he has abounded toward us in our wisdom and prudence. And again, if we talk about wisdom, that's that knowledge. That's the, uh, the ability to take what we hear and then to apply it. In other words, how do we hear about being a Christian, what it means to be uh, a believer, what it means to be, uh, uh, to go into marriage. We want to know, have the wisdom on how to be a husband, how to be a wife, how to be a parent, how to be a um, uh, successful worker. And what I mean by that is a successful business owner. Uh, and as we read this, that's where wisdom comes. Wisdom is, another name for the Bible, it, now, it is a book of wisdom. I know that Proverbs is known as the book of wisdom, but the entire Bible shows us who Jesus is and then ultimately who God is. For Jesus said, the volume of the book was written of me to do thy will, O God. It exposes God to us where we see him. And see, again, when we see the word wisdom, we could go to the basis of it, I believe, is where we take what we hear and what we have known, and then we apply it and make it practical. And then it talks about prudence, which means that I can, when I take in God's word, when I take in the scripture, when I hear the sermon, when I read the scriptures through the Holy Spirit, I have the discretion to know how to apply it, when to say it, when to uh, uh, put this word out and, and, and know when to speak. And there are times, as Ecclesiastes says, there's a time to speak. There's a time to be silent. There's a time to live. There's a time to die. All of these things, and it goes on to, in, in Ephesians talking about the time. We're in a time now where good is being called evil and evil good. We're in a time now when whether uh, uh, to be a Christian, to be a, a believer in Christ is looked down upon. And as we see the Bible being discredited and saying it's not relevant, that it's not, it's outdated. It's not uh, for this time where people take out what they want to take out and they have their own versions of what the Bible says. But we as believers, we have this confidence that the word of God is true. It is God and holy men, as scripture says in the book of Timothy, they uh, uh, were unctioned, they were led, they were inspired to write the word of God, which we have today. 
So it goes on to say in Ephesians 1 and 9, it says, and having made known unto us the mystery of his will. The will of God is revealed within our spirit. See, that's what, what God ultimately speaks to us. He speaks to us through the word. He can speak to a vision. He can speak to a, a prophet. He can speak through um, uh, um, ultimately the word and the Holy Spirit. Because in our spirit is God. We have, as believers, the Spirit of God on the inside of us. And, that's, and I believe those are the major ways God reveals himself. First, the Word. Then we, as we begin to learn the Word, when we hear the Spirit, we can distinguish who's speaking. Is this God speaking to me? Is, the Holy Spirit, is this uh, uh, God through the Holy Spirit speaking to me? And see, we can discern that as we uh, tune our ears. You know how... I've seen people that, uh, you know, they tune the piano as, as uh, they would come in. I remember in the old church, we had a, um, we had a, uh, a piano, and it wasn't electric piano that you're used to today, but the gentleman came out, he had all his tools, and he went and just played the piano, and he hit every note, and he was able to tune that piano so that the notes that they hit, each note in every key, was in tune. In other words, it was finely tuned. It was in, it would, as you played it, you could hear it clearly hear the note that was being played. And see, this is where we need to be as believers when we hear the word. Within our spirit, it gives witness. Say, yes, that's truth. Yes, that's for me. Because we've heard it and it, and it, and it resonates on the inside of this, that yes, this is the word of God. And we're going to speak more to that. And he goes on to say, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. It is the pleasure of God to reveal himself to those who love him, to those who have been called by him. It is his pleasure. God gets enjoyment when we walk in the plan and in the will of God. And when we, when we hear him and we obey him. And it's not because he stands there with a lightning bolt to strike us because when we err or when we, uh, uh, when we make a misstep, but he is there as a loving father. All of us, at one time or another, when you learn to, well, you can remember when you, uh, when you had your first bike or you had your first pair of skates or whatever, you didn't just jump on, put some skates on and skate perfectly. Uh, you know, at times we had, we had training wheels when you got your bike. You got your bike, your first bike. You had, maybe had a tricycle or Hot Wheels or whatever the case may be. And if, if it was a bike, most kids, they had, a train, they had training wheels on the sides of it so that they could learn how to balance themselves. Well, this is what God is, wants to do with, with us and to us and for us as believers. He wants us to be in balance. He wants us to be so that we don't go too far to the left or too far to the right. But he wants us to be in balance. The Bible says that we are, uh, we are, uh, are saved by grace through faith, that none of ourselves is the gift of God. The grace of God, where God has forgiven us of all of our sins, both uh, past, present, and future. The faith of God lays a whole hold to what God has already done by faith. And we know without faith, without works is dead. Well, see, there are some that was, want to separate for grace and faith, but they go together. Yes, God has done all things that he's going to do in, by grace. And we, those things are manifested to us as we uh, gain wisdom and say, ah, oh, God has already done this for me. So by faith, I receive what he's already done. We don't take from God because who's going to take from God? 
But what we do is, we I'm, I want to put it in a simpler terms, we agree that God has already healed us. We agree that God's already filled us. He's filled us with the Holy Ghost by faith. And the Holy Spirit resides on every believer, whether you've spoken in tongue or not. The Holy Spirit is on inside of a believer. But if you want to walk in the next level, if you want to go to the, the, the ability to lay hands on the flesh, to speak in an unknown tongue, to know the things that, uh, uh, to know the future. If you've gone over to uh, 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. And those gifts that's where the Bible says there are knowing gifts, the gift of wisdom, the gift of prophecy, the gift of interpretation of tongues. All of these are, are gifts, and there, I believe there are nine of them. But my purpose in saying this is there is a knowing uh, a set of gifts that God has for all of us. And in these gifts, God has made his will through the wisdom. This wisdom is important for us today to be able to rightly divide the words of truth. And when I talk about rightly dividing, where God has abundantly given this to us, when we hear truth, we got to say, okay, this is what God has said. Okay, Lord, how can I apply? How can I, how can I take this, what I've heard, and apply it to my life? Okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over to a, a teaching that Jesus did. This in the book of Saint Matthew, where Jesus was taking the the, uh, the disciple and he began to send them out. And he says a thing over in uh, Matthew 10, around the 16th verse. He begins to say, "Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves." Now you think about that. What is he talking about? He says, I send you therefore, I send you, send you forth rather as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Remember, these were preachers that were leaving. They were going out. And he not only at one point he sent the 12, he sent the 70 out because they were going out as evangelists. They were going out to places that Jesus would go out to. And see, they had to have, they had, Jesus had to impart to them wisdom. Said, look, I'm going to send you out. And think about, he said, I'm sending you out as sheep. Now you would think, you, he would, if, if, in, in my thinking, okay, if I'm going out to people, one, they don't know you. Two, if I'm going to teach to them, preach to them a new message, some of them are quite, uh, 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 some of them are, are quite forceful. What's going to happen when they attack us? Are you going to empower us to, to uh, as, as, as uh, the prophet did, call down fire from heaven? Are you going to empower us, as Moses did, to call the earth to, uh, to separate and it swallowed Dathan and Korah? But no, Jesus didn't say that. He said, I send you forth as sheep. And if you know anything about sheep, I don't know a lot, but I know what I heard. Have you ever seen the sheep on? They always, they, they travel in droves. And wherever the shepherd went, that's where they went. But they had to know. The sheep had to know because that shepherd, they had to know his voice. They had to know his call. They had to know his smell. Because the, there's a wolf out there. And that's what Jesus said. Not only did he say, I'll send you out as sheep among, uh, uh, that will be attacked by a wolf. He says, among wolves. He said, I'm sending you among wolves. I'm seeing you. And it would appear as though they were defenseless. But how were they going? They were going by faith. They were counting on 
Jesus. They were counting on the Father to protect them because that's who Jesus said he was in John 10. He says, I am the good shepherd. And you go on and read. He said, I'm not a hireling. He says, well, the hireling will leave the sheep. When the wolf comes, the hireling said, got my money. I got to go. But Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And he says, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. That's why he says here, as we read a few minutes ago in Ephesians, he says, I, I, he says, I give them abundant wisdom and prudence because they have an ear to hear. They can distinguish and see when you have an ear to hear, you are listening for that voice of the Spirit. And we're going to talk a little bit about what we should look for to hear when we're hearing the voice of the Spirit because God has given us everything. He's outfitted us. But in this sequence of, 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 uh, of verses, he's saying, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. And be ye therefore what? Wise as serpents. Now think about the, the characteristics of a serpent. A few days ago, uh, I've been a few days a few days ago, a month ago, I remember a time when uh, uh, my wife had seen a, a snake on the steps of our house. We live out in the little bit of the country in the suburbs. And, and and she told me, I think she came back in the house. I said, Why what? Did you see it? Because before I could go, I could come outside and look to where the, the snake was gone. See, serpents are cunning. You don't know which way they're going. You don't know whether they're going to strike or not. Some will curl. But the thing will be is, they are, they're in, their, in their movements, you can't distinguish them. They hide in the most obscure places. They hide in leaves. They hide in holes. They, go up, they can go up trees. They'll do all of these things. But Jesus says, I want you to be wise and serpent, as serpents. And serpents know when to strike. When they're threatened, they strike. But Jesus didn't say, I want you to be bite as a serpent. He said, I want you to be wise as them. Know when to speak. Know when to be silent. Know when to go come into action. Know when to withdraw. Because these things come through the Holy Spirit. And they come through the wisdom, the experience that you will gain. And see, some people, they don't want to go further. You know, I know the Lord called me to preach, but I'm so afraid I'm going to make a mistake. Can I tell you something? Yes, you will. You will misquote a verse. You will forget something. But that's all in gaining the experience to know. I can remember the first time I ministered uh, many moons ago. I was out of town, and, and uh, I went up with the evangelist up, up, to, uh, up to Carolina, and I spoke. And I had all of these scriptures, all of these things for my first time, you know, officially taken. I had, I had talk, taught uh, Bible studies before that, but I never had a speaking engagement or time when I get up and spoke before the people. And when I did, it's as though I, I think I preached every scripture I had in five minutes. <laughs> I preached the whole sermon if, if it was five minutes. And I heard it later on. Somebody had recorded it, and uh, I used to be a driver for my pastor, I would drive back and forth to uh, uh, Bible studies with him. And I heard myself for the first time. But my point in saying all of this is that I had to be humble to take the assignment and to get up and to speak. And I was encouraged. And I know God had called me at uh, 19, at uh, yeah, around 19 years of age. He had called me. And so why I'm saying this is that though 
God calls us. He then he, he equips us. And everything that I do today has been has been led over these led these decades God has given me in ministry and in in serving and in doing things in the church and in uh, help building churches and help uh, and evangelizing all these things. They came about because I was willing, but also knowing that you're going to make mistakes, but the wisdom and the love of God will grow in you. It's already there. I rather the love is already, the love is fully matured. It's up to us to receive the love of God, receive the wisdom that he's already imparted to us. So as I read this today, we must know how to take these things that God has given us and to practically use them. And so as we go further, I'm going to go, and, going to, go to another verse of scripture. This is in the book of, um, uh, uh, the book of uh, uh, Romans. And we're going to read a little bit about as God gives us wisdom, as he gives us prudence, as he speaks to us about who we are and what he's done. I'm going to speak a little bit on, on this before we end today. So then this is uh, the book of Romans, the eighth chapter. And when we talk about knowing God and, and knowing his voice and knowing that he's for us. See, there are times when. I tell you what, let's, let's go, let's do something else. I think we're, we're going, we run out of time for what I want to do today. So let's go over now. We've been talking about wisdom. Let's go over to uh, the book of James. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. Rather than uh, Romans, let's go to James, James third chapter. And as we talk about wisdom and being practicable, what God gives us, John, uh, James third chapter, 13th verse, it says, who is a wise man? And endued, as we talked earlier about being endued, it means clothed or covered or endowed with. We've all heard of endowments where, where uh, somebody with, uh, uh, with a, um, uh, a rich person, they leave an endowment for the, those who come after them, whether it's endowment for their children or endowments for, uh, uh, for charities. They are leaving a, 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 a source, a resource for them. Well, that's what God has given us. He's given us the resource of wisdom and prudence so that as we go through this life, it's there for us to access it. Uh, endowments are useless if you don't access it. And that's what God says. He says, I've endowed you. I've given you. I've given these things to you. But you have to, you have to access the wisdom and prudence by asking for it. Father, I'm going to this meeting today. I'm going to this uh, situation today. I got to speak to my daughter. I got to speak to my son. Lord, we, there's contention in my marriage, Lord. I need you to help me to speak with uh, uh, truth and on, honesty, but also gentleness, Lord, to get so that, that can be, uh, there can be an agreement and there can be peace in my home. There can be peace among my son and my, between me and my son or me and my daughter so that I can speak with wisdom as I go into this business situation, this business meeting, Lord. I need you. That's how we access the abundant wisdom and grace of God. St. James, third chapter, 13th verse. Who is, a, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you, let him show out of a good conversation his works with what? Meekness of wisdom. Not only wisdom, but meekness. Meaning, I'm not coming in uh, uh, proud and bodacious and, and, and rumbling and with fierceness and anger. But I'm coming with meekness. The book of Proverbs says a soft answer turns away wrath. You got to know 
when to come in boldly and roaring like a lion. When you when we confront the devil, you we need to speak with boldness and roar after him in the name of Jesus. Demons flee when a believer boldly, as Proverbs 28 and 1 says, we are bold as a lion because we have confidence that what I speak shall come to pass. And he goes on to say in the 14th verse, but if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. In other words, James is saying, if you come with, uh, with uh, meekness of wisdom, you come with a, a, a desire to bring peace. But he says, where there's envying and strife in your heart. He said, don't be, don't be, uh, have glory. You, you can win an argument. Okay, you won the argument, but you lost your friend. You won an argument, but you separated and destroyed your marriage. You won the argument, but you drove your son or daughter out of your life. You won the argument, but you did not win peace. You did not achieve the ultimate goal, which is peace. And it goes on to say, it begins to talk about wisdom. He said, this wisdom, which descends from above, descends, whether, I'm sorry, 15 verse said, this wisdom descends not from above. So in other words, he's begun, James getting ready to tell you what the wisdom of God is not. It is not earthly. When you're talking about earthly wisdom, it means fleshly wisdom. Uh, there's a way that the uh, you could describe it this. If you ever heard anybody call someone a meathead, it means they have a fleshly head. They don't think spiritual. They only go by what they can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel. They only go by, uh, as, as a quote says, I'm from Missouri, I got to see it. But that's a meat-headed person because they can't see by the spirit. They can't uh, uh, move forward by faith. I'm talking about they move forward because God has instructed them because they have entombed themselves to hear the word of God. And where it goes on the 16th verse says, uh, let's finish 15. He says, but it's not from above. It says the wisdom is not earthly, but it's sensual and sexy and devilish. You've heard devilish wisdom before. People who will con you. My father-in-law one time, he spoke of a man. He said, you know what? He can, he can, he, he's conning enough that he can have, he can sell you your own car. Now that's pretty devilish. That's sneaky, cunning. It goes on to say in the 16th verse, for where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil word. If you want to know why there's arguments every time you get with your friends, every time you know your, you and your husband come together, there's always an argument. You and your betrothed, you and your someone you're interested in. But it seems like every time you come together, it ends in the blow up. It ends in the argument. He says, because there's envying and strife. There's something undercurrent. You ever know, know what an undercurrent is? It's like having a on the top a stream. It's feels so calm under, uh, I'll, I'll put it away in the, in the ocean. They call it a riptide. On top, the water looks kind of calm. There's little rays coming in. But underneath is something that's called a rip current. It goes where the, 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 the tide may be coming in east and west, but there's a rip current underneath that will take you north and south. So you may be trying to swim to shore, but the rip current is taking you south. So what you have to do, if you're not a strong enough swimmer to swim through the rip current, you got to know how that wisdom to say, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm not going to wear myself out. I'm just going to go with the flow until I get, reach a point to where 
I can get it, I can get to the beach. So this is what I'm saying, where we, if we want to progress, if we want to grow up naturally, not naturally, we want to grow up spiritually rather, we have to receive the wisdom and knowledge of God to have the prudence to know when to speak, when to be quiet, to have the prudence to know when to go forward or when to wait. God has abundantly given you everything you will ever need if you will only receive his word and his spirit and allow him to grow you up in the Lord. I pray you receive something out of this word today. I pray that, that, that as we go through these scriptures, as you allow the Lord, through your studying it, through your reading it, through your meditating on it, say, Lord, how I make myself available. Teach me your word. Help me receive and to hear what you have commanded for me and called me to do. I want to know you. If you want it, if you make yourself available, God will, he will fill you up. He will give you an assignment. He'll give you little things. His scripture said, if you be faithful of a few things, he'll make you master over many. But if you won't be faithful in the, in the least, why will he give you much? God is a grateful God. If you fail, he'll give you another opportunity if you only ask him. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for this time in, in teaching the word. I pray for those who hear me, Lord, that they will receive your word and receive the grace that you have for us, that you give them wisdom and discretion, that you speak to them, Lord, to when to speak and when to keep silent, but always let them know that you are the faithful God who is faithful to the end. In Jesus' name we pray. May you join us again in Journeys in Grace in the next 